Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, August 11th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The latest U.S. inflation numbers are due out this morning. We'll give you a heads up on what's expected. And Japan's SoftBank says it'll tread carefully when it comes to Chinese tech investments. Plus, we've got the latest details on yet another takeover battle in Britain. This one's for an inhaler maker called Victoria. One of the really interesting things about this deal is that it is pitting big tobacco against big private equity. You know, neither industry being one that is exactly riding high in the court of public opinion. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Investors who have been worried about inflation may be in for some relief. Today, the U.S. government releases its Consumer Price Index, or CPI, data for the month of July. Now, forecasts can and have been wrong, but according to a consensus forecast from Bloomberg, the rapid pace of consumer price increases over the past few months is expected to have leveled off. Here's the FT's U.S. economics editor, Colby Smith. I think it will definitely be uh, some sort of relief. What we've seen in past inflation reports is that the increase in costs has been most pronounced in uh, sectors that are most affected by the pandemic and the economic reopening. So things like airfares, hotel costs, those have been rising quite dramatically. Used car prices have also increased significantly, and that's related to uh, semiconductor shortages and other supply chain constraints. And so um, if the bulk of the increases from these reopening-related sectors does tail off in a way, I think that would help to shore up the Fed's argument that uh, a lot of these pressures are in fact temporary. But there's been a recent um, jump in housing-related expenses. We've seen wage growth. There are, you know, nascent signs of inflationary pressures broadening out to a certain extent. So I think that's what economists are really going to be keeping an eye out for in this report. That's the FT's U.S. economics editor, Colby Smith. There's been a rush of private equity capital into the U.K., and a takeover battle that we're keeping an eye on is for a British company that makes medical inhalers called Victoria. One bidder is private equity giant Carlyle. The other bidder is not a private equity group. It is Philip Morris, the company that makes Marlboro cigarettes. Yesterday, Carlyle said it would stick with its recent offer of 155 pence a share, and it won't go any higher. Now, that's lower than what Philip Morris is offering, but Carlyle still thinks it has a shot. But before we go any further, the FT's Kay Wiggins explains why Philip Morris, a tobacco company, wants this inhaler company in the first place. Well, that's a point that a lot of people have made. Um, So Philip Morris is trying to move to a strategy that it it describes as beyond nicotine. So that means expanding in products that are not cigarettes and that are not involving uh, nicotine sales. So this is the latest kind of push it's making to kind of change itself so that it has a presence in this very different market. I mean, in one of its statements about previous transaction, um, which was also buying a medical devices company, it said that it wanted to use its kind of capabilities that it has in understanding the kind of inhalation process to get into the industry of treating some of those problems. So lots of anti-smoking campaigners and also some medical groups have come out quite strongly against the idea of big tobacco buying a company that makes inhalers, which is obviously 
a product used to, in some cases to, to treat breathing difficulties that can be caused by smoking. Mm, okay. So back to the takeover, Kay. Carlisle has now stepped back from the bidding war. It, it won't go any higher. Um, does this mean that Victoria is now ripe for the picking for Philip Morris? It certainly puts Philip Morris in a stronger position than before, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the game is over just yet. So Carlisle's best hope now, having said that its lower bid is its final bid, is to basically try and persuade the shareholders and to some extent the board as well of Victoria that it's worth sacrificing the extra 10 pence per share that Philip Morris is offering them in order to kind of avoid selling an inhaler company to a tobacco business. They think that they can try to win shareholders over on the kind of ESG argument that, that they are the better owner of the company. Um, one of the really interesting things about this deal is that it is pitting kind of big tobacco against big private equity. You know, neither industry being one that is exactly riding high in the kind of court of public opinion. So it's an unusual deal from from that point of view, right? But it's also very interesting that private equity is trying to take the moral high ground in this transaction and say, yes, we can't pay as much money as Big Tobacco would pay to own this company, but we should still be allowed to buy it anyway because we are the better owner. That's an interesting argument, which you know deals don't very often come down to that type of conversation. And has Vectora chimed in at all or given any indication on whether it thinks Carlisle's got a point here? Since Carlisle said that it wasn't going to come back with a higher bid, Vectora hasn't yet said anything in response. But Previously, Victoria has kind of acknowledged that there might be potential issues with Philip Morris as an owner. Although, having said that, it has also previously supported a deal with Philip Morris. So, you know, we have to assume from what we've seen publicly already that it is, at least in principle, willing to accept a takeover bid from Philip Morris, even though Carlisle would point to the fact that it has previously said that there are potential issues there. Kay Wiggins is the FT's private capital correspondent. Thanks, Kay. Thanks, Mark. Japanese tech investment group SoftBank posted quarterly earnings yesterday. The sprawling conglomerate saw net profits fall nearly 40% over last year. Now, granted, last year's profits were boosted by gains related to the merger of T-Mobile and Sprint. SoftBank was the parent company of Sprint back then. But the big question yesterday was not about profits. It was about how SoftBank would approach its investments in Chinese tech companies. Chinese tech companies are a large portion of SoftBank investments, and bets on companies like the ride-hailing app Didi Shuxing have lost much of their gains because of Beijing's regulatory crackdown. The FT's Leo Lewis reports that SoftBank's chief executive Masayoshi-san says he's going to be cautious about tech investments in China. He was pretty clear that they will be taking a wait and see uh, stance on this. In other words, bearing back their uh, investments in China until, as he put it, the situation is more settled. And uh, he didn't have an exact time frame on that, but he made it sound like he was thinking at least in terms of a year before it was completely clear how, uh, how that investment scene in China tech had settled down. Leo, was there anything else that struck you as you listened to uh, Masayoshi-san speak at yesterday's earnings report? 
So, I mean, one of the things that he talked about, quite apart from what they would do vis-a-vis China and quite apart from, you know, what the portfolio is going to look like, he, he addressed this question of what is SoftBank. And, you know, we uh, in the FT have been trying to answer that. And we know that a lot of investors have found it increasingly difficult to do so. Masayoshi San stood up and described the company as a vision capitalist. Uh, and he wanted to draw the distinction here between that and ordinary investors. In ordinary investors, he said, were interested only in the gain. Uh, in his case, he was interested in companies that would create a revolution. And the revolution that he had in mind in particular was the AI revolution. And uh, he wanted to sort of impart how excited he was about this. And he was basically saying, uh, look, we, we SoftBank and he, Masayoshi Son, believe that AI now has got the same sort of trajectory over the next 10 to 20 years as the internet did 25 years ago. In other words, he, he, he was trying to convince people that he is betting on as certain a revolution in everyone's lives now as he did 25 years ago when he, he bet heavily on the internet revolution and, and of course turned out to have been right. Leo Lewis is the FT's Asia business editor. Before we go, a word from Japan's Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga. That's Suga on a video released this past weekend marking the conclusion of the Tokyo Olympics. The games were held despite COVID and public opposition, but in the end, things didn't turn out that bad. There were only a handful of COVID cases for athletes, and Japan won an unprecedented 27 gold medals. You'd think Suga might score some political points too, but no, his approval rating actually sunk, and it sunk below 30%. Japanese people seem to have enjoyed the Olympics, but they aren't really connecting it to Suga. There's more frustration over his handling of the pandemic and the slow vaccine rollout. And with an important election looming this autumn, that leaves Suga and his party in a wobbly position. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's Corient.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 